Hey guys, thanks for joining me. I uh, just got word that my mom has been diagnosed with COVID. And so if you guys could just keep her in uh, keep her in your prayers and my family, just so that it would be safe and that nothing, nothing severe would come of this, um, that would be awesome. You know, I'm, I'm away from them. And so um, I just pray that you guys, you know, keep them in your prayers. And so thank you very much. Hey guys, welcome to Gem Podcasts. And this past ooh, 10 days or so, I think it's been about 10 days, just shy of two weeks, has been absolutely ridiculous. It has been absolutely ridiculous and insane. And God has been so good. And, you know, I'm just going to kind of get started here. I'm um, I'm filling up my notebook quick, and it's such a blessing. And so, if you hear pages turning, I've got some stuff in my notes app on my phone, and some stuff in my notebook. And so, I'm just gonna kind of jump right into it. Um. Whew, so the first night uh, of youth, you know, I had my first night of youth, and um, that was on the third. Um. And so, you know, there was an orientation before that, and, you know, we just got to kind of get to get to know the interns, and actually me uh, going to youth, that was not like a mandatory thing, the orientation was mandatory, and that was fun, we got to, you know, just do some icebreakers, get to know each other, that was a lot of fun, and they had chilies for lunch, which was, oh, it was beautiful, oh, it was so good, and so... You know, we had that, and then we went our separate ways, but um, Maddie actually brought the idea to me. He was genius. He's like, why don't you just go in and sit in uh, at youth? And I was like, that's genius. So I sat in at youth, and I got to just kind of see how it went. And, you know, everyone here is just, like, taking me in, you know. I know that's kind of, like, their job, I guess, a little bit. You know, the church, you know, working for them, I would expect it. But I don't know. I just, it's so nice. I don't know. They just, like, take me in like I'm family, and it's so awesome here. Um, It's awesome. I am, so there are a couple student interns that are still in high school, and so out of, like, the youth interns, I believe I'm the oldest one. Um, But, um, you know, it's so awesome. The group is awesome. Um it's just so it's just amazing um so i've also been continuing to read um chase the lion by mark batterson and so i've got a couple couple notes from there then i'm just gonna kind of read off some things that have stuck out to me and hopefully that this can encourage you as well um you know here we go we must take inventory on what god has done so we can draw from that so then we can remember where he's been faithful so you know in those times where you know, it's it's dry or, you know, we're in a low spot. You know, we have to, we, we should be taking inventory and, and remembering the things that God has done. So whenever we're in those moments, we know that God has been faithful. Um, there was a story in, I think, chapter four or three of Chase the Lion. Um, it says that there was a man named Wilson Bentley who saw the beauty of snowflakes. And um, this is like a long time ago, I think in like the 1900s. Or 1800s. It was, it was a while ago. 
and um, he was able to like take a picture of a snowflake and he just got to see how every one of them was so different and, and just beautiful and how none of them were alike. And so he wanted to show the world the beauty of a snowflake. Um, unfortunately, he died chasing a snowstorm, like in a snowstorm he died. And so he just kind of tied that into like, he died chasing that, that spark and that dream. And that was just quite encouraging. Like he found something worth dying for. And so that kind of ties into the next thing that I have written in here. This is from, this is like directly from the book. All these, these things are just from the book. It says, sadly, many people die long before their heart stops beating. We start dying the day we stop dreaming. And ironically, we start living when we have a dream worth dying for. And so that is just so good. Um, and yeah, it's so true. Like we, we start living when we find a dream worth dying for. It's just, it's just so good. Um, and then, uh, fast forward, uh, to the next day. This is Sunday the 6th. Um, and Pastor Rob gave a message and just a couple highlight points. I'm just going to go through that. Do not let things linger between us, like between like two people, like, uh, arguments or, or things. The whole thing was about dealing with conflict and, you know, like not holding grudges and things like that. It's like, we need to be dealing with things face to face. Um, we don't need to be venting to all of our friends and, you know, just saying or gossiping or whatever it may be. And at the end, it was like, who do you need to meet with and what conflict do you need to resolve? And it was just really good. Um, so actually the same. So Sunday night, get um, I don't even know where I was, but I got back to the apartment and I'm walking past. So there's the girls room is next door neighbors to the guys rooms. And so um, I walk I have to walk past the girls room. Or the the room, like they remind like their door. I have to walk past that to get to to ours in the hallway. And so I walk past theirs, and I hear um, a guy that I know. Like I hear him in there, so I'm like, all right, I'll just go in there and pop in, say what's up. And then it ended up turning into one of the best conversations like I've ever had in my entire life. So, um, like I think all of all of the so i think there's like four girls i think so at the time it was three of them they were in there and then the guy and then i was in there and we were just talking and we were just i guess just continuing to get to know each other and that was awesome and then um a friend started just speaking prophetically over every single person in the room just about and it was so crazy. Like, he just spoke directly into all of us. And nobody saw it coming. And um, when he did it with the first girl, like, she started, like, tearing up. And it was just, like, how real in that moment it was. That that was just her situation. And then he went on to, to the next girl. And then he did it. And then he did it for me. And... And it was just crazy how we just spoke into things. And I, I like, wrote things in my notebook. And then um, about, like, gifts and how I can serve people. I wanted to, like, know more of, like, my gifts and how I can serve. 
and then he spoke right into that and i was like how do you even know that i just wrote that in my notebook like last night or the other day and it was so crazy we all just started like sharing our testimony and just it was such a good bonding moment and it was crazy and it was so awesome and then the next day is conference and river valley conference is a huge conference put on by river valley and it's for like churches and church leaders and like staff to like learn from all these people and to learn from the speakers and to just get all sorts of information so they can take it back to their church and to better their ministry and to just you know whatever so they're going out taking things back to their church is what it is and um the main guest speaker was mark batterson author of the circle maker um in a pit with a lion on a snowy day the book that i'm reading right now chase the lion and so um conference is awesome and i actually before i went um i felt like i just had a little tug to take my notebook and i was like no i'm gonna be serving um like as an intern i was supposed to serve and then i could kind of i had like a four hour serve period and then i was kind of supposed to um i could stay or i could go but i was like supposed to serve and so i got there well, well rewind um I feel like I was supposed to take my notebook, and I was like, ah, I'm going to be serving. I don't know what's going to happen. But I, so I kind of pushed that voice aside, even though, like, I thought maybe it was the Holy Spirit. And then I started driving down the road, about to get on the highway, and then I turn around, and then I go get my notebook. So I was literally on my way to conference, turn around, get my notebook, and then go. And, and I grabbed it, and thank, thank you, Holy Spirit, because I got to take a lot of notes. <laughs> Um, and so there was like a breakout session where after one of the services, you can go to a breakout session. And I went to one about like telling a story through social media. And I was like, Hey, I've got a podcast. This might be awesome. Um, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Like I did learn some stuff. I took some notes. It was good, but, um, it was mainly for those looking for a story like pastors whatever looking for stories to share and how do they go about looking for a good story what is their process for selecting a story um and things like that and so so it was all good and awesome um but not exactly what i was looking for but that's okay um you know i've got some uh some notes from from mark batterson's uh first message um, I'll just share a couple of these here. Leadership starts with self-leadership. And, le- and self-leadership is the hardest kind of leadership. And so, like, how true is that? Like, we can tell other people stuff all day long um, and what to do, but, like, can we do it to ourselves? And so that was kind of convicting, and it was just really it was just really good to hear. And it's like, if you can lead yourself, you know, then then you've got it. You know, that's awesome. And then one of the other things was, are you leading from the outside in or the inside out? And so meaning, like, are you leading from the outside in? Like, are you letting the things, like society, um, you know, whatever it may be, come into your heart and then you're leading from that? Are you are you letting things, like, infiltrate um, your heart or your leadership? Or are you leading from, from something within? And are you letting that, is that what's coming out? And so that was super good. Um, so like Mark Batterson, you know, New York Times bestseller, he was not a great writer and I can't remember what, you know, exam or test it was, but he, you know, scored quite poorly on writing 
And so that's just awesome that God used him in his weakness. And he he kind of pointed out how, like, you don't, um, like, dismiss your weaknesses, you know, because those might just be what God wants to use through you. Because if it was a strength, then you can, you know, say it was yourself or you wouldn't work as hard at it. But if it's a weakness, you're going to have to work really hard to get good at it. And then the only reason you're going to do that is because you feel like God wants you to do it. And so literally all the glory goes to God. And so it's awesome. And there was like another quote. It said, don't submit to the mountain, submit to God, and then watch the mountain submit. And so that was super cool. And just a really cool mental image, I thought. Um, And what was really cool, he is um, the pastor of like a multi-site church. Um, And so I think there's like six campuses, sites, whatever. Um, But his first church plant was was a failure. And so um, that was just like crazy to hear. But also I think good to hear. Um, just know that like, you know, even him, like they have failures too, even big time preachers, pastors, whatever, obviously, you know, they had huge failures and that's just, it just makes them human, I guess, because I'm like a huge fan of Mark Patterson and it was just like relieving to know that he was a human too, I guess, because we can put people on a pedestal, um, so easily, but just to, to know that he's like, that he is a human just like me and that. Um, he loves Jesus just like me. And so it was just really cool to see that. Um, you know, daily spiritual discipline is where big things happen. Um, and just like the daily the daily grind and just doing what you need to do and being faithful and obedient. And that kind of ties into to something a little bit later called Twig Days. Um, but just daily spiritual discipline. He has a new book out called Win the Day. And it's just doing the little things that we need to do every single day. And so it's so good. Um, and the last thing I kind of have from, from that is that God has way bigger plans than I do. And so that's just honestly so encouraging and great to hear. You know, I have dreams and goals and aspirations and stuff, but the fact that God has even bigger plans than I is it, just great to hear. And the first night at worship, oh my goodness, worship at River Valley is next level. Like, I, d- I definitely do not want to dismiss um, like small churches or, or anything like that. Cause I grew up in a small church. Um, and I love it. I learned to love it and it's awesome, but there's something about however many people were at River Valley conference and the loud music and the everything. And just something about it is, is different, it is different. And I started, I went to the front, got on my knees, started bawling for like 10 minutes straight. And it, it was, I just hadn't felt I hadn't had that kind of experience in a long time and it was just amazing and then afterward you know I had I felt you know a bunch of people lay hands on me and, and it was just awesome and one guy afterward asked if he could pray for me and, and I'm like of course you can like please do and um he asked for my name I said Jarrett and he said he knew that my name was Jarrett somehow he's like I have no idea he just knew that my name was Jarrett um and so that was crazy and then he said he had two words for me and they were breakthrough and healing um, I'm not exactly sure what that means. You know, that's okay. But I've never really had that happen to me where someone came up to me. Um, he said he knew my name. It was, I've never had that happen. That was just crazy. And then, you know, there was an after party, great food. You know, there was a band, um, games. It was it was great. And my, my roommate, he saw me kind of, uh, 
just carrying like a book and a notebook around. I was kind of just looking like a bum. Um, wasn't really, I mean, I was watching people have fun is what I was doing. <laughs> and so he's like, Jared, just put your stuff up and then actually enjoy it. And so I was like, all right, I'll put it up. So I went to my car, put my stuff up and I came back. I just kind of threw myself in and like went and started, I went to like the band. There was like a group around there and we started singing and he played shut up and dance and everyone went crazy <laughs> and it was just awesome. And so, um, just that little moment of him telling me to put my books up and stuff helped me to just, um, to kind of jump in to things a little bit more. Um, I'm, I might only be here for a summer. And so if that's the case, then there's no point in in being shy and nervous. I I have to just go for it and, and learn along the way. And so that was awesome. Um, and that first day I got to serve so much. We were there from 8 a.m. to like 11 p.m. Long, very long day, but very awesome day. Got to serve others. And, and it was just awesome. Like serving is so good. And, and God is really showing me, you know, as of late, how just like daily obedience um, is just like what needs to happen, I guess. Um like it's so crazy how like the messages that I've been hearing have really just tied into that that whole daily obedience theme and you know God is faithful and and daily obedience and and that's what he requires of us and so going on to a conference day number two um I I can't remember exactly what happened in the morning but I think I was running a little bit late. I didn't, okay, here's what, I didn't have to serve until noon. And so I let myself get a little bit extra sleep. I came in around nine or so. And, and so I got there at just the perfect time because I got to meet Mark Batterson in the flesh. Um, so actually a little rewind, I got to, I didn't even know he was speaking. And then they told me that the night of the first day of conference and i was so giddy and excited and i um i kind of joke around with myself i felt like i was a 14 year old at a justin bieber concert (laughs) and i was just ecstatic and you know i didn't get to meet him the first night but I, i was praying i was like god can can that just be like a little treat can i just meet mark batterson and so i get there the next day that morning around nine ish and i go back to the like the intern volunteer kind of lounge area and i see him on the way there and i I don't even know how to explain it i like my heart like stopped i just like (gasps) and so um i got to meet him uh if you guys follow me on instagram i you guys saw i got a picture with him i got him to sign let me sign my book got an autograph and so it was so crazy because his books, especially, you know, like Chase the Lion, it's changed the trajectory of my life. Um, and so that was just the coolest thing to to meet him. And he was so nice. He was, he was so, you could just tell that he was so like excited that someone was so excited to meet him in the morning and that I wanted a picture and autograph. I, um, he was, a, I could just tell, like, it was he was happy that someone like just wanted that really bad because like all like a lot of these people that he that he's around like kind of know who he is um but i was very fortunate and i'm very grateful that i got to just meet him in that moment 
And a couple of uh, big things that he, that he said in the next message was to stay humble. Stay humble. To brag about people behind their back and and to their face. <laughs> to stay curious and to stay positive. Stay positive. And then to stay calm and carry on. He talked about like a nervous spirit or a calm spirit. Like people can tell when you're nervous or calm. And, and we want to be calm. You know, when we're in those moments, um, someone has to be calm or, or nothing's going to get done. You know, someone has to be that calm presence. And then Pastor Rob, you know, talked about the stresses of ministry and all sorts of things that you have to balance and all sorts of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but he, he said something. He said, lighten up, you know, when, when you can. You know, obviously there's times to be serious and to, to do things. But he said, lighten up and to, to do things that replenish your soul. So I kind of made a list of things that I love to do. And, you know, for him, they said that pastors that fish or golf last longer in ministry than those who do not. Um, and I thought that was very interesting. Um, so find things that replenish your soul. Um, and one of those things that that he mentioned um, was like a rest. And people who are like workaholics who just work all the time, they said, um, to take your vacation because your employer, whoever it is, is paying for a well-rested and the best version of you. And you have to rest and do things you love to be the best version of you. And so, yeah, working is awesome. But like they say, take your rest days because they're paying for the best version of you. And so um, that night, you know, we worshiped again. It was amazing. But a pastor spoke into my life um, that I met. And he just told me to run hard and told me to just, and that kind of tied into chase the line, you know, chasing your big dreams, your God-sized dreams. And then he's telling me to run hard. And so everything is just like meshing. Everything that people have been telling me is just like meshing together and just aligning. And it's just all like together. And they're just like telling me the same thing, but in a different way. And it's, and it's amazing. And that's that same night. Um, this, so this is the last night. There's no after party. There's no nothing. Um, but I, uh, this lady came up to me with tears in her eyes. I had, I had introduced myself to her, her earlier. I had no idea who she was. Um, it was like a group of people, um, like churches, people, like I said earlier, like churches, groups of people come and bring back. So it was like a group from a church and, I am just, I'm an intern, and so I kind of got to just sit wherever the heck I wanted, so I sat down, this group sat next to me, there was a, a woman, I don't know, maybe in her 40s, 30s, I don't know, that kind of sat next to me, and so I introduced myself, I'm just like throwing myself out there some more, just trying to just be nice to people, um, encourage others, um, be encouraged by others just to get to know people, and to just be someone, um, just to be a light, and so... Afterward, you know, I kind of told her that, um, when, like, when I introduced myself, I kind of told her a little bit about, like, I'm from Missouri, you know, I'm not from here, and um, that I have, like, a heart for those who struggle with pornography, and that, you know, I maybe want to speak to people someday. Um, I have no idea what any of that really looks like, but I just kind of shared that with her, and then afterwards, she came up to me with tears in her eyes. Don't know if that was from worship, or if the Lord spoke to her about, about whatever. Anyway, came up to me with tears in her eyes and said that, um, that I was going to save marriages. Um, and so that was just crazy to hear. 
I've never had more people speak into my life in, in the past, like, a week. It has been crazy. She told me that I was going to save marriages. And so that was crazy. Um, I think the next day or the next two days, um, th- that was just crazy. Um, I have some more notes from a couple days after that. Um, when Chase the Lion, that book that I'm reading, um, it says, Notice who is next to you. What you think is a seat assignment may be a divine assignment. The person two inches away may change your destiny, or you might change theirs. And that was just crazy. Like, the the mundane, the the day-to-day things, um, that might be a divine appointment, a divine assignment for you to speak into someone's life, or that person might speak into yours. And so, um, and he talks about some of God's best pre-moves. So, like, a pre-move is like a move... Like something that sets up for something else to happen. Um, So it's like a pre-move, like the move before the move. Um, And so it says some of God's best pre-moves are closed doors. And so for me, that was kind of like, I applied for another internship um, before River Valley. And that one kind of fell through. I just didn't get accepted. Um but that turned out to be huge because now I'm at River Valley and that just kind of ties in with Revelation 3-7 you know what he opens no one can shut and what he shuts no one can open and so you know obviously I wasn't meant to be with Pulse or else I would have been there and so that was just really cool um kind of turning the uh shifting the focus you know changing a little bit up I went thrift shopping um before I went coaching, I was looking at thrift stores, and I was just like, what the heck, why not? Not thinking anything was really going to happen, but I found a pair. This isn't going to mean much to some people, but to some it might. I found a pair of Air Jordan 1 Lowe's Noble Red Colorway for $13. And they were used. The right shoe is a little bit... I had to do some surgery on it a little bit. I had to super glue a little bit of stuff but the left one is like perfect and so those if they were brand new I could resell those for like $200 but I found them for 13 and I decided to keep them because I think they're sweet they're a half size big but I was like whatever and you know um, because we're going to kind of shift back into to more uh, more Christian things here <laughs> um, that was just a little uh, little thrift little thrift break um a question that I've kind of been pondering for a couple of days now is, like, how am I blessing others with my gifts? And I feel like this question has just come up in my mind, you know, once or twice a day. Or, or I'll read it in my notebook or whatever. Um, and I feel like sometimes, like, I know my gifts, but sometimes I can downplay them or just say I don't have them and, and essentially just lie to myself um, and say that I don't have things that I do have or or whatever it may be. And so I guess just just being 100% truthful with myself and and knowing what God has given me and, and trying to figure out how I can best use that to serve others. And so um, kind of wrapping it up here a little bit, uh, bringing it toward the end. Um, I went to a, a youth event, and it was called uh, RVYA. So that's River Valley Young Adults. And that's like a, uh, there was just, there was like a sermon, there was like an after party kind of thing. And it was awesome. And 
um, I'll kind of start with this here. Um, this was kind of a, a random thing that wasn't really part of the message, but it kind of was. And it talked about the culture of comparison and how we rarely ever know the full story. Ever. Ever, ever. Um, talks about um, just like social media and how things are portrayed. And he talked about, he talked about marriage and how that's portrayed as just this like uh, never-ending excitement and, and fire, kind of. And how, um, you know, that's just not true. And, he's, you know, some days... And he brought up is just like just showing up is hard sometimes and how but sometimes that's that's just what you need to do is you just you just need to show up and so um i think i have more notes in my notebook about twig days yeah so um he mentioned like the fire and th- this is this is kind of what I'm talking about, how, like, everything is just kind of lining up and what people are speaking. And what I'm hearing is just kind of lining up. And he said the fire is a dream, you know, whatever that may be. Um, the fire is the excitement, you know, the dream, whatever it is. We might be so excited about our dream that we don't even look both ways before we make a decision. We have to be patient. We have to wait on the Lord. And, you know, human nature says that you know, the fire, the fire is all that matters. And society says that if it's not fun, you know, something must be wrong. Um, but we must learn to delight in faithfulness and obedience. And that was huge, 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 huge. Like learning to delight in faithfulness. Um, and so that's just kind of like what's been on my heart, like the daily obedience, you know, doing the things every day, delighting in obedience. You have to learn to love it. And I'm asking God to help me to learn to love it more and so that was awesome and so um, you know like sometimes god will give you like a stump or a bunch of sticks that will make the fire huge and it's awesome you know for a day a week whatever it is but some days you know it's just putting the stick in every day just keeping the coals hot and so that was awesome um it talks about you know long obedience in the same direction um so that was awesome you know, just, just very encouraging. Just, you just got to stay the path. Just stay on the same path. Um, you know, he, he gave some examples of spiritual twigs to throw in the fire every single day. So spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, you know, serving in church. And then and he spoke to those who are, you know, pastors, speakers. He says, if you hold the mic, if you hold the microphone, do the chairs too and help with putting up the chairs. So like, yes, you are the the one who's conveying the message and speaking what the Lord has put on your heart. But you need to serve too. And that was really good. And then surround yourself with godly friends. Um, be different than those around you. And to speak life and be encouraging. Um, you know, it's very easy to be down, um, you know, especially in today's society. And it's very easy to just get caught in that drift. But but be different and, and be encouraging and to speak life and speak life into others. Because that's, you know, it, it takes, you know, it takes someone different to be able to be encouraging and to smile in the circumstances when, when it seems impossible to, you know, and that's what can rally a team together, or rally a group together when there's just a glimmer of hope. And so I encourage you guys to be that person, to be that light. And, um, you know, after that message, there was like prayer groups in the front. 
I felt like I was supposed to wait for... So there was, like, um, two guys that were praying for this this man. And I was like, I think, I think I need to get prayer from them for some reason. You know, there was a guy I didn't have anybody I was praying for. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to wait for these two guys. So I did. Um, one of their names was Vern. Um, he was an older gentleman. And I cannot remember the name of the other guy. Um, but as the other guy was praying for me, um, you know, he said, amen. He finished. And then Vern said he had an image come into his head while he was praying. He asked me if I've ever been bungee jumping before. I said, no, sir. I have not been bungee jumping. Um, but I told him that I love cliff jumping. And I've been cliff jumping, and it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. I loved it. And so he always said, you like adrenaline? Like the adrenaline rush? I said, heck yeah, I do. And he said, um, he got an image of me bungee jumping. And um, that he believes that I'm a man of faith. And he just prayed over me and, you know, um, prayed that I wouldn't jump until the Lord has put the safety anklet things on beforehand. Um, so help me. he was like, Lord, help Jared to wait to jump. Um, but he believes that I was a man of faith. Like I told him that I quit soccer and all that and how that was a leap of faith. And so that was just crazy for him to another person to just speak into my life a little bit. Um, you know, he told me I was a man of faith and, and that was just crazy. Um, but <laughs> it's just insane how all these people are speaking to my life, you know, run, you're going to save marriages, you're a man of faith and just all these things and, you know, the healing and, um, um, whatever the other word was, I can't remember, um, breakthrough and healing that's what it was it was breakthrough and healing just people speaking into my life and so you know there was an after party with that too there was like ice cream and food um and it was just awesome and, you know i've I never really went to a grad party i'm in high school but i've been to a couple grad parties here and it's been so much fun and i have just been poured into and people have been speaking into my life and um you know this has been one of the the best things that's ever happened to me. And it's only been a couple weeks. I think closing in on a month. Getting closest to a month. And God's already done so many things. And so guys, I just want to encourage you um, to, to find a God-sized dream. You know, I'm reading this book. Um, you know, Chase the Line, I, I mentioned it a lot. Um, if you can get it, I highly recommend getting it. Um, but if you guys have a dream, go after it and chase it and and do the do the little things for the Lord. You know, every day, spend time in the word, pray, encourage others, pray for others, be humble. Um, and you'll you'll see God move. And you know this this couple of weeks have been amazing and and I cannot wait um, to see what God continues to do. Um, I know this has been long. This is closing in on 40 minutes. Um, if you made it this far, you're a real trooper. And so, you know, I appreciate all you guys who have, you know, supported and, and listened. And, you know, I hope you guys have a great day. And, and I'll, I'll see you guys next time.